The last thing we're discussing, we broke down the Mishnah on Ayn Amud Aleph, and we discussed if someone slaughtered something on Yom Kippur, he still has to pay times four times five. Then we brought down the case where a person uh, stole from his father and slaughtered it, and then the father died, you have to pay times four and times five. We discussed what would be the case if uh, someone stole a cow that belongs to partners, does he have to pay uh, times four times five to only one side, meaning half, or is it only on the whole thing? And we sort of the Haman originally say it's only on the whole thing. Then he changed his mind times four times five, or even on half. And with that, we're going to start Ayn Bet Amud Aleph, four lines in by the two dots where it says the cases someone stole an animal slaughtered it the animal's not kosher let's say the lungs are no good or he slaughtered hulin in the azara which makes it asur you know to have any benefit from it you still have to pay times four times five and from the fact that the Gemara said if someone was shohet, something that is holding in the azara, your hayav times four times five, shema mina enal shechita lebasov. Shechita only matters at the end, not at the beginning of the shechita. In the beginning of the shechita, you didn't do anything yet, so therefore you didn't do anything wrong yet. But once the shechita is kasher, that's when you did something wrong, and you'd be hayav times four times five. Now, by the way, this is only with. Holding uh, the azara with avodah zara right away, it's a problem. Now the and the proof is if you want to say there is shaita from the beginning to end, meaning from the first uh, time the knife hits the simanim, you want to say that it counts and what you did actually counts. Well then, kevan the shahat vaporta asara. Once you, uh, the the shohet slaughtered a little bit of it, the whole thing should have been asur bahanaa. And idach la demare katabah, and whatever he's slaughtering after the beginning doesn't belong to the original owner anymore. That's it. At that point, it's holin ba'azara. It's already something that's considered isur uh, hanai. You know that have benefit from it, and it does not belong to the owner. So you don't have to pay the f- times four times five. The fact that our Mishnah said you have to pay the times four times five, it shows me that shita uh, only counts at the end. So Amadir Avuna Bereder Ravar Avuna the son of Ravah told Rav Chavivi, he came Hayav Ahu Purta. Maybe it's Hayav times four times five on the beginning of the Shchita, that little Shchita that he did in the beginning. So now Amadir Avasher Avasher tells Rav Huna the son of Ravah, Loti Dehay, you can't push away what Rav, Rav Chavivi said because Utvaho Kulo Ba'inan Veleka. When the Pasuk says he slaughtered, he has to slaughter the entire thing. And you don't have that over here. Because in the, for straight from the beginning, he slaughtered Cholin Ba'azara. And therefore, the entire thing was not slaughtered Be'isur. So then, El rather than, according to the rabbis who hold that Shahita is from beginning to end, meaning even from the beginning it is a problem, you have a problem. Because if we understand from our Mishnah, Shahita only counts at the end. So this is what Rav Gamda said in the name of Rabbah. Our Mishnah is talking about We're talking about a situation where he took this cholin, he starts slaughtering a little bit of it, less than uh, less than the majority of both simanim outside of the uh, of the Beit Hamikdash area. He slaughtered a little bit of the turkey, a little bit of the esophagus, then brought it into the azara and slaughtered the rest. 
And that's the way they would explain the sugya, that the real part of the shechita, the part that killed the animal, was in the Beit HaMikdash. But it, it, the beginning of the shechita, it also belonged to the owner, and that's why you have to pay the times four times five. Now, Ika de Makne La Aha. Some bring this whole back and forth on the following sugya. Amar Bishimon, this is Bishimon Melakish. Mishum Derbi Levi Saba. And now the shechita El Basov. Shechita only counts at the end. And according to Rabbi Yohanan, it's from beginning to end. So the nafkamina would be is if someone thought of some of eating the animal tomorrow or eating it out of the azaras, doing something wrong. So according to Rabbi Shimon, if he thought about it in the beginning of the shechita, well, who cares? It all the matters at the end of the shechita. And according to Rabbi Yohanan, at any point, it would be a problem. And Amadir Rav Habibi mehozna Adir Rav Asher here of Habibi comes in and says Lema Kasabar Rabbi Yochanan Cholichin Shatu Bazara Lav De Oraita. It sounds like Rabbi Yochanan holds that if the Cholin was slaughtered in the Azara, it's not a problem from the Torah. Rather, it's a Derabanan problem. And this is a Mahlokit uh, between Tanaim. So it sounds like Rabbi Yochanan holds that it's not from the Torah. It's a Derabanan. The Yisal Kadatach De Oraita because if you want to say it's from the Torah. Well, when you start sorting even a little bit, asara, you're also at behana, you're not allowed to have any benefit. Idach, whatever the rest of it you're slaughtering, you're not slaughtering what belongs to the animal, it's already a surbana, so then why should you be hayaf times four times five on the shrita when it's not a shrita that you slaughtered the person's animal? And Amar de Ravaha, he Ravaha told Ravha Vivi, no, Rabbi Yohanan holds that Hulin that was slaughtered in the Azaraz Asur from the Torah, and even though Shaita is from the beginning to the end, you still Hayav times four times five because you have to pay times four times five even on that little beginning of the Shaita. And Amale Rav Ashe said, Don't push away Rav Habibi's proof. Meaning you could very well say that Rabbi Yohanan holds that Hulin that was slaughtered in the Azara is only a problem with the Rabbanan because Utvaho, when the Pasuk says you slaughtered it, it means you have to slaughter the entire thing and you don't have that over here because the second he put the knife on the neck and started uh, slaughtering, it, it became Asurhan and it doesn't belong to the original owner. So rather we have a problem. We have a problem. We want to say that he should not be Hayaf times four times five. Yet our Mishnah says he is Hayaf times four times five. So the Gemara answers Amar Le Hachi Amar Av Gamda Mishemed Rava. This is what Av Gamda said in the Rava. Kikam Mechayav Kigon Sheshachat Mikzat Simanim Bahutz Ugmaran Bifnim. We're talking about a situation where he started slaughtering them outside and then he finished it inside. So therefore, when he slaughtered it, it originally belonged to the owner, and he would be Hayaf times four times five, and then when he brought it in, he did the rest of the work, and it's Asur. And Tosafot steps in right before we continue, that we should not learn from here that Tikrovet Avodazara is Asur from the Torah. Uh, you, you can't say that anything that was given as a Korban to Avodazara is, uh, you know, that have any benefit from it from the Torah, because... Even if it was Isur the Rabbanan, could be Hachamim or very Mahmi when it comes to Abu Dazara. Could be they have different uh, halachot than regular Hulin Shinish Hatu Ba'azara. Okay, next Mishnah. 
Ganav al pishenaim. Two witnesses said this person stole vetavahu machal pihen, and the same people said, "Oh, he slaughtered it, he sold it, and now he has to pay times four times five. And we caught them lying. Uh, maybe they were in a different country at the time. Meshal min hakol. So we know the rule: they have to pay whatever they were planning to do. They have to pay everything, the double, the triple, the quadruple, whatever they they were planning to do to this person. They have to pay all of it. Ganav al pishenaim vetavahu machal al pishenaim mahirim. Case number two. Uh, two witnesses says he sold, other two witnesses he slaughtered or sold it. Elu va'elu nimtseuzom. We, uh, we caught all them lying. Harishonim meshalim tashlume kefel. The first ones make him pay double because that's what, in essence, they were saying. He stole, plus he lied, he's, he's supposed to pay double. And the second set, they have to pay the, the three, four, and five, whatever whatever's left, whatever they were planning to do to him. Let's say the second ones were, were caught lying. So the first ones that he stole, we believe them. But then the, the, the second set of witnesses were lying. He never sold it, he never slaughtered it. So then the, the thief has to pay the double. Then they have to pay number three, four, and five to the thief. Let's say that we found that one of the of the witnesses in the second group is lying. At that point, batla The second testimony, those two witnesses are batel. You only have one witness, and one witness is not good enough. If one of the first ones was was a liar, meaning one of the first witnesses was in a different country, the entire testimony from beginning to end, the slaughtering, the the, the selling, the everything, the whole thing is gone. Because obviously, if there's no stealing, then there's no slaughtering and selling. Meaning, it has to first uh, be established that he stole. If that's not been established, then uh, there's no case over here. And Rashid's Hidush is, even if people come and, and they say that the second set of witnesses were lying, they were in a different country, whatever it is, they don't have to pay anything because at that point their whole idut was batel. And Gemara starts, Itmar. It was said in the Bet Midrash, Aed Zomem Abaye Amar Amar we know that if a person was caught lying in court, he was lying under oath, at that point he becomes pasul aridut. He cannot testify anymore in court. So according to Abaye, from that point forward, from whenever he testified, at that point forward, everything else he said was lies. So let's say we found that he's lying a month later. Anything he testified about in that time is no good. That's not a testimony. Rabbah says, no, whenever we found out that he was a liar, so at that, at that point he becomes a liar. So uh, let's say he testified about this case on Aleph Tishri, and he was caught lying on Aleph Heshvan. So according to Abaye, from Aleph Tishri, anything that uh, he testified about in that entire month of Tishri is no good. According to Rabbah, no, from Aleph Heshvan and on, he is not good. Abaye says retroactively, we're going to say everything he testified upon is invalid because because at that point when he lied under oath, he's considered a rasha. The Torah says you don't put a rasha as an aid. 
Rabah Amar Mikarun Habao Nifsal. Rabah says from here on out he is in the, he's considered invalid. Aed Zomem Hidushu. The whole uh, the whole concept of Aed Zomem, a, a false witness, is a Hidush. It's something new. Dehatreu training because technically you have two witnesses and two witnesses. You have two witnesses who uh, say he stole, and you have another two witnesses. No, you guys were in Florida. Why are you believing these guys? Believe the other guys. Why are you believing the people who said that the, the original uh, witnesses are liars? Believe the, the original witnesses. So the Hidush is that we believe the, the second witnesses who said, no, they weren't here. Therefore, so the, since the whole thing is a Hidush, you only have, you're only going to invalidate these witnesses from the uh, the point they were considered invalid and on. So meaning from Aleph Heshvan and on. Now, the Gemara is going to go back to Rabbi who said from here on out he's possible, from Aleph Heshvan on. Some say that Rabbi also holds like Abaye, the Amalim Afra on himself, that he's really possible from Aleph Tishri retroactively. In this case, Rabbi has a totally different reason. His reason is Mishum Pesedadil Kohot, because we're going to make all those people who bought things uh, between uh, Aleph Tishri and Aleph Heshvan, anyone who bought anything and this person signed uh, or testified on, we're going to make everyone lose things. Meaning we're going to say anything that was written in the month of Tishri after Aleph Tishri is going to be pasul. A lot of people are going to lose. So therefore, in this in this case, uh, uh, Rabbi said, oh, we're going to count, we're going to say he's pasul from Aleph Heshvan and on. My benayu, okay, what's the difference between the first explanation of Rabbah and the second Rabbah? So the case, the, the, the difference would be, the case, So the difference would be, if two witnesses came and they said, okay, witness number one, no good, and another two witnesses came and said, witness number two, no good. So you can't say, oh, it's a hidush, because why do you trust the, these two over these two? Here you have two knocking out one and two knocking out one. Inami, or case, or another case, the paslinu begazlanuta. Or if a second set of witnesses come and say, no, these guys are gazlanim, their, their testimony is no good, meaning it's been established in court that they're thieves, and their word is not a word, and therefore anything that you said over here, anything that they testified upon is no good. And you can't, you can't say, oh, why do you trust them over there? Because it's been established already, that there's papers and documents and everything. Now, lehach lishna de'amat mishum hidush, Leka, according to the fir- the first uh, the reason of Rabbah that the whole Aizomim is it's a Hidush, you trust that the second ones over the first ones, then you don't have Rabbah's reason, and therefore they should be pasul even from Aleph Tishri. But according to the explanation, Rabbah's reason is because people might lose out in that month. Anyone who bought something and he testified on, we're going to cancel. Then Ika, you ha- you could use that second explanation. And you're going to say that uh, since they're pasul already going back because they're considered gazlanim, then yes, uh, you could say that Abba also of uh, here holds that it's from here on out. And Amar Ebir Miyami Difti, Abad Rav Papa Uvda Kevateh De Rabba. Ebir Miyafim Difti said that Rav Papa, he did a halachalim ase, he was posek like Rabba, and he said that in that month he's, that, uh, that false witness was considered okay, we're not going to invalidate him retroactively. Rav Ashe Amar Hilcheta Kevateh De Abaye. Rav Ashe says the halacha is like Abaye. And we know that the halakha is like Abaye in six cases, in six mahlokot, 
against Rabah, and they are Ya'al Yud Ayin Lamed Kof Gimel Mem Sofit, and the Ayin is over here in regards to Ed Zomem. When does he become invalid? Is it from now on, or is it from uh, is retroactively when he lied? And by the way, the six cases are Yod is the Yehush Shalomidat, and the case number two is the Ayin is our case Ed Zomem Lemafreya Unif Salom, or from here on out. Uh, number three is the Lamed Lehi Aomed Me'elav. A beam that is standing by itself in regards to Eruvin. Then there's a kof, kiddushin shalonim seru lebi'ah, kiddushin that will not lead to bi'ah. Then there's gimel, is gilui dat begitin, someone that's saying what he really means when it comes to a get. And the last one is the mem sofit, is mumar ochel nevelot lachis. What's the din of a mumar? A person who just eats not kosher meat just uh, because he's upset at Hashem sort of thing. In these six cases, the halakha is like Abaye over Rabba, and this is one of them. And he is pasul retroactively. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen ve'amen.